0: about how to go from stuck to fulfilled in your career and passionate about your life. Rebecca Babcock, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, John.
0: It is a pleasure to be with you. We've been preparing for this episode for a long time. You're joining us from New York City. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about how to go from stuck to fulfilled in your career and passionate about your life. Now, I suspect that many listeners and those in the audience can relate to this i think we've all been there we've all experienced that feeling um the question is how do we respond to that feeling and so we're going to unpack that and and try to uh come up with some some good ideas and and insights for all of you uh so that we can move into more meaningful developments in our careers and lives and and just feel fulfilled and and do cool things. As we get started, I wanted to share Rebecca's bio with everybody. Rebecca Babcock is a certified life and career coach. She is the founder of the Babcock Method, a proven system that helps busy professionals stop feeling stuck and start building fulfilling careers and purposeful lives within 90 days. Many top executives and emerging leaders have used the Babcock Method at every stage of their career to align purpose and passion with their career, resulting in sustainable financial abundance, increased productivity, and zero burnout, professional success, stronger family relationships, and much more. Before becoming a coach, she worked as a senior sales and marketing executive for 20 years at a global blue chip company and various ad tech leader firms. Rebecca, anything else you would like to add by way of your background, personal context before we just dive on in?
1: Sure. Yeah, I do actually. Um, So Yes. My background is I didn't just one day become a coach. I worked in corporate <laughs> 21 years. I started out in magazine publishing. Um, then at 35 years old, that was like what I knew how to do. And um, and when I was 35, that career path ended for me. Um, I have a chronic illness. And so I was sort of like, what am I going to do? You know, I need, I need a new job right away. And it became, It began what became a really introspective journey for me on how to, how to actually find a career that you find fulfillment in while also having a life. So for me, that meant like taking a ton more jobs, changing industries three times. Um, I had an emergency surgery to have my entire colon removed because of this chronic illness. And I ended up having five surgeries over two and a half years. And I still, at each time things got crazier, I was like, I really need to figure out what I, I want to get in the driver's seat of my life. And I felt like I couldn't, you know, I needed a job and then I felt miserable in the job, but I needed the job. It was just such as, I felt so stuck. And the older I got, the more it felt like the stakes are too high. Now, what am I going to do? Start all over. And, um, through my own journey that maybe we'll get into, maybe we won't. I kind of discovered what I couldn't find out there in terms of coaches and became what I felt was really needed with somebody who looks holistically at our lives, not just our career or our life, but the intersection of both of them and how they play together and that being the key to finding real happiness.
0: Yeah. I love that. And taking holistic approaches to anything I think is, is important. Uh, <laughs> most of the, the challenging, most pressing issues that we face in life, uh, whether it be societal issues, uh, whether it's corporate issues, uh, personal life issues, whatever. Um, it all it all impacts each other. so we we have to be able to examine things in a more holistic way. Uh, and there is plenty of bleed over uh in how we experience uh, these various things. so I, I love that that's your approach. Uh, and I appreciate the background on your own experience uh and how that's led you to where you're at and to what you're doing today. Uh, I think many listeners can can relate to uh just, the fact that we often find ourselves in a bit of a meandering path, you know, there are people who kind of figure out what they want to do and then they just do it and then they're happy and live good, productive lives and more power to them. I'm super happy for those people. Um, Absolutely. but it see it seems like, uh, in my experience, that's relatively rare. <laughs> um, that's not the norm. I think most people have more meandering paths. And I mean, just from a career perspective alone, we know that the majority of people change not just jobs, but full on careers multiple times throughout their work life. Um, so there is just disruption and and that kind of disruption does provide opportunities to step back, to reflect, to decide, are we you know, on the path that we want to be? Uh, mm-hmm. in, in some ways, I think that's the, a real benefit, uh, you know, despite the challenges of the, of the pandemic, a real benefit has been just the pandemic as a catalyst for reflection and for people to reevaluate what's important to them, their priorities, and where they want to go in the various aspects, aspects of their lives. So whatever that catalyst is for you, uh, that self-reflection is really important. And it's never too late to shift. You know, you talked about being 35 and feeling like, what am I going to do now? It's, you know, how am I going to just start over? And by the way,
1: that was a decade ago. I went from there (laughs) to to an ad tech startup. Like that was not the end of my journey. No, no, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the the point is, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to, to shift and to try new things. Uh, And part of that is just because we go through different life stages, you know, what may have worked for me and brought fulfillment to me in my 20s may not be the same in my 30s or 40s or 50s. And and that's okay, right? So I I love all that. Um, Now, as we get started and really dive on in, uh, tell us what you mean by stuck. Uh, I introduced the topic as, you know, moving from stuck to fulfilled. Uh, What do you mean by stuck? How have you found yourself stuck in the past? And then how do we move to unstuck?
1: Yep. So the way I define stuck, and it can happen at any at any stage in your life, but what, who I, the clients I really work with are people that they have it all on paper. In other words, in theory, they have what they're looking for. They've got a job. They've got, you know, family, if that's what they're looking for, they've got some money in the bank, but truthfully they feel mad. And it's almost like, I don't want to say anything because who am I to be complaining, but honestly, I don't feel fulfilled. And then the immediate next thought after that is, but there's nothing I can do about it either because i'm stuck in these circumstances and it is what it is total fear about what they would do instead or no idea what they're going to do instead that's the stuck part it's not just stuck if you don't love what you're doing what's stuck is saying i don't love what i'm doing but even if i blew up my life and put all my stuff in storage and started all over i don't even know what i would do instead those are the people that i want to help and you can be in any stage of your life with that it's just that moment of like this isn't good enough And for me, the reason why I became the type of coach that I am is because I felt stuck. And if I went to a career coach, they'd be like, okay, cool. What do you want to do for a living? We'll help you get a new job. And I was like, well, what if I don't really know exactly what I want to do? And they were like, oh, you should go talk to a uh, a life coach. And the life coaches were like, what does any of it matter? Follow your bliss. And I was like, how do you think I'm paying for you, life coach? I'm paying for you the money I need to make. You know, and I'm, I'm a single woman. I got divorced when I was 32. I have this chronic illness. So- The big misnomer, in my opinion, about being stuck is that one thing's going to fix everything and save it. So when people come to me and say, my life is amazing, my job is terrible, or my marriage is terrible, but my job is perfect. And if I just change the job, everything will be better. The problem is the industry that I work in. Wherever we go, there we are. So if you hate the commute, or you think your boss is a jerk, or you think you're not getting recognition and approval and praise, and someone's throwing you under the bus, or you're not being positioned for a raise or a promotion, the sad news is part of that's on you. And so the key to getting unstuck, critical. Anyone listening, here's the key. The key to getting unstuck is not to do more. It is not to take action. Because you are hopping on your left foot as hard as you can with that left foot so excited. You have a whole nother foot that you don't even know about. So if you leave your job or your marriage or your town and you move someplace else, oh, it's just, it's just New York City. Once I get to Salt Lake, it'll be fine. If you don't change your behaviors or the way you're approaching it, you'll do the exact same thing in a different place. It's called pulling a geographic. And that geographic could be your relationship. It could be your job. It could be your whole career. It could be your, your life, your bank account, all those things. So the key to getting unstuck is quite simple stop doing so much. Stop, believe it or not, it's not do more. Your five-year plan is made up of your to-do list. If you don't slow down and pay attention to what you're putting your action towards. We don't need to do more. You don't need to apply for more jobs. You don't need to put it, just like set down the boundary and it'll be different this time with my partner or I just need to save more money. I have people come to me saying, I need a motivation coach. And I say, well, I'm not in the business of telling you to do something you don't want to do. I don't, if you need someone to motivate you to get something done that you want to get done, there's something else going on. So the key to getting unstuck is to stop doing and become aware of what you really want, what's working and what isn't, where you want to be, how you want to feel when you get there. Because otherwise you're just going to be, you're just going to be. Filling from an empty tank of what doesn't work, and defining your life by what you don't want it to be.
0: Yeah, I, I like that, and and I I think that's one of the reasons why uh, the pandemic was that catalyst for so many people is because it did require people out of necessity lockdowns, and we're just not doing the same stuff we used to do. Um, it it. it it moved people towards just doing less. Now, you know, we know people actually, in many cases, worked more <laughs> during the pandemic. But in terms of like, you're not commuting, you're not you're not running around doing all these different activities. Like most people, their lives were simplified uh, during the pandemic, um, and that's not to to diminish the, the negative challenges that, you know, people faced. I I know that was there. Um, But one of the outcomes for many people was this, this somewhat simplification of their lives. And it gave people time to take stock, to reflect, to reevaluate their priorities, their values, what's most important to them, um, et cetera, without just trying to do all the normal stuff they're doing and then do all this extra stuff like you're describing just that opportunity to pause, step back, quiet your mind, reflect, evaluate, like those things are really, really important. And it's only if we do that, that we're going to have some clarity around uh, where we could go in the future, if we're going to pivot or or shift in some way. Uh, Without that clarity, you know, it's just noise. It's just like we're adding more noise to an over busy life, right?
1: That's exactly right. So the principle of my program is basically If you think about it like a pyramid, at the base of that pyramid is awareness. If you don't know who you are and what you want and what lights you up and what doesn't, you know, you were talking before about career. And one of the things I always ask my clients is, did you choose your career or did did your career choose you? And sometimes it's like, well, I chose it when I graduated from college. And then, well, what am I going to do now? I'm in my forties. I've got a mortgage. Like now I'm just playing within this pool of what I know how to do so becoming aware of what you are who you are what you want i can't tell you how many of my clients don't leave their job because it's not really about that once you know what's bothering you about it but also what you what you love then you start taking action and only once you take that action can you build your confidence right so that's the third rung up on the on this pyramid if you will because once you're aware of what to do you, the actions are less of what you don't want to do but just has become inertia so what happened during covid for example is that the the inertia ended? Everything you just did—you got up at the same time every day, you drove the same way to work, you had the same thing for lunch. All of that stopped, and and we discovered the things that were really needed and the things that weren't. Also, our lives are a distraction for ourselves. So the other thing that happened dur- during COVID is you didn't have so many distractions. You had a lot more quiet time with the actual work that you do, not hanging out and having lunch together, not chit-chatting, not asking about how your weekend was at the water cooler. And that, that noise of what is or isn't working without the distraction becomes more clear. Now, what I think is true is that people don't know exactly what to do instead. So one of the things I ask potential clients is, okay, where do you want your career and your life to be a year from now? And if a potential client can say, I, I know exactly what I want, They probably don't need my help because they have a lot of awareness, but most of them say, truthfully, I know where I don't want it to be, but I don't really know where I do want it to be. So awareness, then you take action, which builds confidence. So instead of saying, I could never leave this job, or I could never have that conversation, or I could never try that thing. You think about it more as a win or learn. And if you take an action and you win, great. If you don't, you go right back down to the bottom of the pyramid. You start being more aware. Why didn't it work? How did I feel? What was my expectation? take a new action. So you take action more often, it builds confidence. And ultimately you get to the top of this pyramid, which is being of choice in your life where you're co-creating your own life. But if you do not start with awareness, if you hire a coach that kind of says like seven steps to effective leadership, or it, it doesn't work. Uh, trust me, I've hired every type of coach. That's why I became a coach. Cause there was no one who was looking at it holistically. And there was no one that was pausing enough. There was a lot, like I'm a big believer in therapy, but to me, My therapist and I talk about what's happened in the past, you know, PTSD from five insane surgeries, getting divorced in my thirties. I quit drinking when I was 35, what happened in my childhood, but we don't ever talk about now that we've become aware of these things, what am I running towards instead? And that to me was what was missing in terms of life coaching or relationship coaching or that kind of thing. And then on the business side, executive leadership coaching was just like gun harder, push harder, more action, do more. And it was like, but for what? Where is this going to get me? You know, or a career coach that says, we'll just help you get a new job. They're not going to tell you, we're going to help you discover the right career for you. They're just going to get you in the next job. So it really requires looking at it from all angles. And that's why, as you said at the intro, I help my clients build a fulfilling career and a purposeful life, not one or the other, because that doesn't make any sense either.
0: Yeah. And the re I mean, the reality is people have different priorities around work and life uh, and that integration. Uh, And I've, I've said before on the podcast, as I reflected on, you know, past jobs, you know, back before I went to college, I worked at a factory, you know, to earn money to go to college and I didn't like that job. And I, I, it was a means to an end and I was, I was doing it to earn money to go to college and then I wouldn't ever go back. But there are people that I worked with in that job that had been there for 30 years and they were perfectly fine. They were happy. It, it, It served its purpose. And their, their main focus was on family and they were able to go to work, clock in, do the work, clock out, provide for their family and live their best life, you know, and that's what they wanted to do. That's not what I wanted to do. um, And that's fine. The point is different people have different approaches to their life. And, and so we can't just chase society is telling us is the thing we should be chasing. Um, We can't just, you know, it's, that's the prevalent thing is that everyone looks around and they, and they look, at the media, and they look at Instagram and TikToks, and they look at like all these influencers, and they think, Ooh, that's the life I want. And that they think that's the best life. That's the life that I should want uh, without taking the time to really think about is that the best life for me and I who I it. am, et cetera. Right.
1: That is exactly how you get stuck. You let your career choose you. You do what you're supposed to do. And you think it's going to make you, the reason why I don't generally work with 22 year olds is because you've got to try to get to the place first. And then you're like, oh, it'll all be better once I have this title or I make this amount of money or I get promoted to this thing. And when you find out you're stuck is when you've gotten all the things you were trying to get and you got them and you're like, yeah, no, Mm Mm-mm. So if a client comes to me and says, I want to make a million dollars, I I call it lazy coaching. If you just go, okay, let's make you a million dollars action, right? Let's go to the 10 steps. I'm always going to say, why, how do you want to feel? And they say, I want to feel financially free. I want to feel relevant. I, you know, I want to feel recognized at work. I want to feel important let's work on making you feel that way. Maybe you make a hundred million, maybe you make $999,000. But if we just blindly say, let's make a million, I can guarantee you're going to get to the million and go, it must've been 2 million. I just don't quite feel it yet.
0: We're always chasing the next thing when that's our mentality. Uh, And I've been guilty of that. Just like, you know, probably most people have at least one point in their lives or another. And yeah, that fulfillment doesn't come just by chasing the next thing. Um, now, I, I'm an advocate for, you know, self-improvement, self-development, and and setting goals. And, you know, you can, you can put, you know, guideposts along in your development to help you get to where you want to go. That's all positive. But where I draw the line for myself that I've learned over time is if I make it all about the goals, then I, I lose sight of actually what's most important. I end up chasing the goals and the metrics rather than meaning fulfillment purpose it's the meanings for fuf- the meaning fulfillment purpose that's actually going to drive me with the motivation to achieve the other metrics uh, not the other way around uh and and it's just too easy to get distracted uh and to start chasing your tail and chasing things that don't actually really matter um because you think it's important uh and so yeah go ahead
1: well i was going to say first of all two things about that one that's exactly why you need the awareness first because if you pick mm-hmm, up somebody mm-hmm. else's goal, you run with it There's a very powerful book that I relate to deeply. And I think a lot of people after COVID can feel this way, whether or not they haven't had a huge life changing thing. It's called the second mountain. And the idea is the first mountain is get the job, get the degree, get the house, get the wife, get the things. And it's sort of a cookie cutter for everybody. Like everyone should just kind of be gunning for the same things. It depends on your culture and the way you were raised. But, you know, especially in America, there's an idea of the American dream. The second mountain is when something happens. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a health scare. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's something that really breaks that inertia and makes you question. And when you reapproach life, your goal is not what is called a performance goal, which a performance goal has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you either do it if you finish and you get the thing, or if you get 99.9% there and you don't get it, you've lost. And a mastery mindset, which is what I've been talking about when I was saying, once you take action, you build confidence. That mastery mindset means I never arrive anywhere. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I'm always developing. That frees up so much opportunity in your mind and your brain and your energy to be curious as opposed to being strict and disciplined. And what we don't do with goals is we don't reevaluate them. We set a goal And then we go and go and go. And that's why people say, I need a motivation coach. No, you need to want to reach your goals. Again, it all comes back to awareness.
0: Yeah. So for those listening who feel stuck in some aspect of their life, um, what would you say is that first step to start the awareness process so we can start to get unstuck, so we can start to move towards meaning fulfillment purpose to drive, you know, whatever direction we end up going.
1: The main thing is, I mean, for free and for fun, the main thing is just becoming aware, just allowing the sliver of a truth into your mind that says you don't have to feel stuck. I, like I said before, I have many, many, many clients who end up staying in their job or staying in their marriage or staying in their town because they realize it was more them than it was the external. And they were using that as, as sort of like, again, Oh, once I get rid of this, it'll be all better. So the first thing is to be able to be kind and soft with yourself enough to say, I don't have to live like this. Now, some people can figure out, can do that pause on their own and build that awareness. It's pretty darn hard. Because again, if you only know about your left foot and you're hopping really hard on your left foot, becoming aware that you have a right foot is probably not that easy. So a lot of times you need someone else to help look at things a little bit differently. Um, But the first part is just sort of like that admission. I'm going to admit that I don't, this doesn't, I don't feel great.
0: Yeah. And that, that may sound simple, but it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's challenging because it's, it makes you very vulnerable (laughs) and it disrupts, you know, in, in many cases, you know, your identity, um, your worldview, uh, all the things that provide some sense of structure and certainty and, and uh, safe security uh, in your life. Uh, when you start to ask these questions the way you're describing and starting to take a step back and actually allowing yourself to ask those questions, it, mm-hmm. it puts on the table that maybe all these things that have made you who you are may not be the best fit for you moving forward. And that's scary, right?
1: Sure is. Sure is.
0: Yeah. But on the other well,
1: side, of freedom like you've never known because it's yeah. your checklist. It's your vision of your life.
0: Yeah. Well, Rebecca, this has been a really great conversation. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, uh, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Okay. So you can find me at Rebecca Babcock Coaching. It's a tongue twister, but it is R-E-B-E-C-C-A. And then my last name is B-A-B-C-O-C-K. And we all know how to spell coaching. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram, but to keep it easy, probably just go to my website. It's got some free tools about ways to get unstuck and things to do um, to help get yourself started. And if you're listening, you can get a free 15-minute call. And if it sounds like I might be able to help, I'm also going to offer you a free 60-minute consultation session to see if I'm the right fit for you. So that's a good reason to go check it out.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Rebecca can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review.